0: I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial nine one one. Hello, everyone. How you doing? I'm so glad to be back doing some live episodes for you and to get this information out for you. Thank you for uh, allowing me to send some of the older episodes to you. Um, they're available for all of you to go watch too. So, you, you know, if you get the time, and um, I'll leave the link here so you can do that. Uh, I'm feeling about the same still. I haven't gotten any um anything in the mail telling me when my uh, appointments are yet. I'll probably call them on to find out. But I just wanted to let you know that everything is going okay. So I ran across two um, articles a couple of days ago. One of them is, is in regards of new treatments and... Possible new medications that are being used as trials right now. And I was going to talk about that today, but I think it's better if I leave that for you to read because I'll end up butchering the whole story. There's too many medical words in there for me. But what I am going to talk about today is 20% of adults suffer from chronic pain. And here are 12 alternative therapies to try instead of medication. So, one in five adults suffer from chronic pain, and if you're 65 or older, which I'm only 58, you may be even more likely to experience ongoing pain lasting three months or longer. Not only does chronic pain significantly impact quality of life, it is linked to depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Many older adults chalk up chronic pain from conditions like arthritis, low back problems, and nerve or joint deterioration as an inevitable part of aging. And while some pain may become more frequent as we age, it doesn't mean we have to accept it as an unavoidable or rely only on medication to help us. About 15% of adults 65 and older regularly use pain relievers. However, these drugs can cause serious side effects interact with other medications, or create dependency. Both the National Center of Health and the American College of Physicians recommended non-invasive non-drug approaches like acupuncture, massage, meditation, and Tai Chi as the first step in treating many painful conditions. But do these options really work? Clinical evidence varies depending on the intervention and the condition not every approach works for every person although may find although they may find they no longer need pain medications and others are able to cut back on the quality of pain relievers my own mother has struggled with low back pain for many years this doctor talks about he is a chiropractor who re- researches low back pain at duke university after regular visits to the YMCA for swimming, everything changed for her. The back pain was entirely manageable with ice, heat, and exercise, and no drugs. Classes or groups' activities provided another benefit. They reduced social isolation among older people. Chronic pain can lead to isolation, which may then lead to more chronic pain. I, I'm going to have to verify. No, verify. I, mean, I am going to say yes, that does happen. This ends up being a real cycle that is important to interrupt according to this doctor. And that's true. It, it does. Um, you know, when you're by yourself and you don't have nobody else around it, that just creates more of a, uh, anxiety or issues to her pain that can make it worse. All right. Treatment alternatives to chronic pain sufferers. There are many different alternatives and complementary therapies that may help you manage chronic pain. The National Institute of Aging says some of the well research evidence-based options include acupuncture, which uses hair-thin needles to stimulate specific points on the body to relieve pain. It's been found helpful for lower back and neck pain as well as osteoarthritis and may be helpful for cancer patients. It can also relieve joint pain from certain breast cancer treatments. And I've also talked, or talked about and heard about the dry needling, too. And that was something forgot to ask my doctor. I'm going to have to remember that. Next is going to be biofeedback. Biofeedback helps you learn to control your heart rate, blood pressure, muscle tension, and other body functions. This may help reduce your pain and stress levels. Next is going to be Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT. May help reduce reaction to pain. CBT, now I'm not saying CBB, I'm saying C as in cat, B as in boy, and T as in Tom. Helps a person adjust negative emotions, like stress and anxiety. Modify thinking patterns and behaviors and reduce muscle tension and nervous system sensitivity. This leads to coping better with pain, says an expert from the University of California. Next is electrical nerve stimulation, and which is the TINS unit like most of us use, sometimes called PINS, using low voltage electrical impulses to relieve pain. A battery powered device delivers brief electrical bursts through electrodes placed near pain trigger points on your skin. Researchers think tins may stimulate nerve cells that block pain, transmissions, or increase endorphins, the body's natural painkiller, which reduces the feeling of pain. Next is going to be guided imagery. Using direct thoughts to create mental pictures that may help you relax, manage anxiety, sleep better, and have less pain. It can help people with arthritis, cancer, Parkinson's disease, and pain from fractures, as well as reduce stress, improve overall functioning, and decrease the need for anti-inflammatory drugs. Hypnosis, is next, uses focused attention, relaxation, imagery, and suggestions to help manage pain. Research shows it can help reduce chronic pain, although results may vary person to person. Next is massage therapy. Massage therapy can release tension in tight muscles. It has a temporary beneficial effect for many conditions, including low back pain, neck pain, cancer-related pain, according to the National Institutes of Health. The next one is mind-body stress reduction. Mind-body stress reduction combines mindfulness meditation, body awareness, and yoga to increase relaxation and reduce pain. These approaches can help improve activity and reduce pain according to the NCCIH. Next will be the physical therapy <clears throat> which excuse me which I never never really got into doing any of that. I when I tore my um, MCL back in high school if you go I did do some therapy but and it, you know I still have issues with it. but physical therapy uses a variety of techniques to help manage everyday activities with less pain and teaches you ways to improve flexibility and strength. It can help with many different conditions, including low back, neck pain, and osteoarthritis. Next is spinal manipulation. Spinal manipulation practitioners usually chiropractors use their hands or devices to apply a controlled thrust to a joint of your spine. The technique moves the joint more than it should or would on its own, according to the NCCIH. It can be moderately effective for neck pain. Some effectiveness or evidence points to this as a remedy for lower back pain. Next is Tai Chi. Tai Chi is a low-impact, slow-motion exercise that originated in China as a martial art. The practice of Tai Chi includes deep, Natural breathing and focuses attention on your body sensations. It can benefit those with lower back pain as well as pain from knees or hip osteoarthritis. Tai Chi is one of hundreds of forms of Tai Gong exercises that help optimize energy within the body, mind, and spirit to improve and maintain well being. Tai Gong can be helpful for people with fibromyalgia, Parkinson's disease, chronic heart disease, and high blood pressure. It may also help improve depression, balance, and abilities to do activities. And the final suggestion on this article is yoga. Yoga is an ancient Indian practice that can help in promote mental and physical wellness. In the US, yoga generally incorporates physical movements, breathing techniques, and meditation. There are various types of yoga practices, but generally, it's beneficial for certain types of low back pain, osteoarthritis, and rheumatoid arthritis. Low back pain is a major problem for many. About 80% of adults experience low back pain in their lifetime. Those 50 and older are at greater risk of lower back pain from ongoing wear and tear of discs, joints, and other structures in the spine. As well as muscle strain, it's one of the most major disability and health conditions among older dots adults, adults over 60. Did not know that. Often, people with low back pain are afraid to move, but this can lead to more pain unless exercise will help. You are not going to make yourself worse. However, if you're considering an exercise or other complementary programs, you should speak with your health provider first to make sure there's no underlying issues like for myself and many of many of you out there talked about this that in certain points of your spine are being pinched and you know you need to watch out with physical therapy might not be the right way of going so talk to your um physician first health care provider before you do anything chronic pain doesn't have to be an inescapable part of aging When done correctly and under supervision of an experienced practitioner, many of these complementary, non-invasive options may work wonders to make you feel better. Before trying any therapy, exercise, or practice excerpts, recommend consulting your health care provider. And yes, that's something I always do too. Now these last few that I want to talk about can be and are controversial um, remedies. And it's well diagnosed so far that some of these products do work, like marijuana, CBD, or THC, do help with chronic pain. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, when we were growing up, you know, it was different then. They were made with different, you know, planted differently, treated differently, and now they're, um, now they got the, the types out there that, you know, help and they have found to be working and they do work. And unfortunately, like I said, those is one of those areas that is kind of um, not talked about too much in the chronic pain department. But let me, let me uh, talk about it here real quick. Setting aside the controversy, marijuana has been shown to have medicinal properties and can help with some types of chronic pain there's strong evidence that marijuana has a modest effect on certain types of nerve pain. Since it also relieves nausea, marijuana can help with people who suffer side effects from chemotherapy. However, marijuana does have risks. For some people, those risks can be serious including addiction or psychosis and I don't see any addiction over that product for myself. Um, I only do when I feel pain and after that, I don't need to use it for three or four more days, you know. It just depends. But because of the dangers and the obvious potential for abuse, experts generally only turn to marijuana when other treatments have failed. On a practical level, you can also need to be aware of the laws regarding the, uh, the use of medical marijuana in your state. Could you be arrested for smoking marijuana for medical reasons? Well, that's something that you need to talk about with your uh, doctor. There are two, also two prescription drugs called pharmaceutical cannabinoids that are derived from the active ingredient of marijuana. These are sometimes used for pain, although they are only FDA approved for nausea caused by chemotherapy and HBI related weight loss. and It doesn't even tell you right here what medications those are. Exercise we talked about already. There was one other Thing. Well, I want to talk about supplements and vitamins because that is another area that I have trust in some supplements but not in all of them and if you've been listening to a lot of my shows in the past I don't really believe too much in supplements and herbal treatments and those kind of things but um, I do take three of them I take flaxseed I take B1 and B12 I'm sorry and then I also take um one that's alpha lipoic acid and I just started taking that so those are the only ones I pretty much take. But let's say let's uh, listen here and see what it says. There's evidence that certain dietary supplements and vitamins can help with certain types of pain. Fish oil which is the same thing as the flax oil. I don't take the fish oil because after you're done you have a you know taste in your mouth like anchovies, so that's why I use the flaxseed oil but fish oil is often used to reduce pain associated with swelling. Um, Topical capsaicin, that's the one you better be very careful of, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Topical capsaicin derived from chili peppers may help with arthritis, diabetic nerve pain, and other conditions. There's evidence that glucosamine can help relieve moderate to severe pain from osteoarthritis in the knee. Now let me go back real quick to capsaicin. Capsaicin, you, in my in my thoughts and what I'm telling you now, again, you need to talk to your doctor, but you need to make sure that you only put a small amount on and try it on your skin first because I can't use it. When I put it on my skin, it burns and it hurts a lot. and It takes a while to get it off with water. So that's one thing you need to be very careful with. Try a small area first. And see how you react to the to that uh, product, capsaicin. But when it comes to supplements, you have to be careful. They can have risks. This one doctor says that high doses of vitamin B6 can damage their nerves. Some studies suggest that supplements such as ginkgo biloba and ginseng can thin the blood and increase the risk of bleeding. This could lead to serious consequences for, every, for anyone getting surgery for chronic pain. Supplements can cause real harm. This doctor points out that people with chronic pain can be at a higher risk of side effects from supplements and why they're more likely than the average person to be taking another medication or getting medical procedures or surgeries. So treat supplements and vitamins rarely like you, would treat any drug, I think that's a misspell there, always check with the doctor before, start taking supplements, especially if you have any medical conditions, or take other medications, and that's where I was getting at, you know, you gotta be careful, let's treat treat them as as medications, because um, I had a friend that had, his wife was taking them, and I guess she had mixed up several different ones, and it caused her to get real sick, and She ended up having to to go to the hospital and have her stomach pumped out. So it can be dangerous. Um, Like I said, I only take four. There was one that I've been wanting to take, and I've heard a lot of uh, good things about it. It was turmeric. But I really haven't gotten to that point yet where I'm going to try it. So maybe later. So that's what I have for you guys today. I hope it helps in some ways. Um, I do want to mention that I had a shirt sale over the weekend from Friday to Sunday I lowered the shirts. Plus I added there was a ten percent discount you got when you uh, checked out, so but nobody purchased anything, so I'll do it again. Maybe i will get the word out better this time around. But yeah, I'll be selling some uh, I'll be um, selling some shirts. There's keychains, there's water bottles, there's everything you can think of. Merchandise for My uh, neuropathy support group and podcast podcast here. So you know, if you guys can get get something, it'd be so great. It would go towards my uh, podcast here and help me out with some of the uh, costs that go along with doing this. As you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I blew out one of the uh, parts of my um, system here, and I had to get it replaced. And that's why it took me three weeks, because I had to wait until I got paid so I can buy it again. But those are the things that I, you know, kind of go on here. And But I love doing what I'm doing. I'm glad I can do this for you, because there's really not much more information out there. But take, take what I got. Enjoy your week. Enjoy time with family. Enjoy the outdoors, because it's going to start getting hot. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.